This is Energy of Business Moments with Michael Seip, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their business success into your life in business. Energy of Business Moments is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Seip. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Strategic Advisor Board Energy of Business Moment podcast. I am your host again, Michael Sipe, and I am thrilled to have another Michael on the show today. Michael J. McFall. He is uh, sort of your everyman CEO. He doesn't have a yacht or a podcast or an MBA, but he is on my podcast today, which is pretty cool. And you won't hear him talking about uh, disruptive technology, levering assets, or even changing paradigms. He is the founder of Global Orange Development and a co-CEO of Big B Coffee, a fast-growing $100 million coffee franchise with 250-plus locations uh, across the Midwest. But more importantly, he's the author of a recent book, Grind, and he's got a few more in the series coming up. And uh, he's got some great insight onto leadership and how we can bring that in at different phases in the growth of our business. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Glad to have you here today. It's great to be here. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. Well, I told a little bit about you, but tell us a little bit more about your journey. You've been in business for a while, and now you're doing something a little differently. What's going on? Well, we've been at it 27 years. You know, it's a long journey. Uh, and uh, we, you know, I, I originally started in our very first coffee shop as a barista. It's a, a pretty colorful part of my history, you know, that I that I started as a minimum wage barista in our first store. And the owner of that store uh, is now... Um, my business partner and co-CEO of the company with me. Uh, we founded this company, Global Orange Development, together, uh, which is the, the company that we use to develop the brand, uh, Big B Coffee. And so, you know, it's, it's the, the business side of it is a, uh, up until about 2015, was a pretty traditional trajectory, uh, meaning obsession with growth and uh, profitability, expanding the brand. And, and like, that was our obsession. That's what we woke up every single day doing. We always used to talk about our, our, our mantra was sell one more cup of coffee today than we did yesterday. Right. <laughs> and so it was very, very focused. And so, the, you know, that was, um, you know, 17 years uh, of, you know, 16 years of our journey was just building the dang company, you know, and, and then there was this moment in, and, uh, you know, I'll try, try to give you the abridged version of this story, but we, started losing our inspiration. We started losing our motivation. We weren't sure why we were doing it. <laughs> like, what was the point? The company was was fairly successful at that point. Uh, we were financially secure. And it's like, well, I mean, are we really just the rest of our lives? We're just going to try to add one more increment of value to our balance sheet? Like, that's what everything's about. And, and so we really were finding ourselves in this malaise and we were acknowledging it. You know, we were talking about it and we talked about it for a couple of years. And then uh, I know this story does, won't sound true, but I promise you it's, it's true to the letter. I went on a camping trip with my brother and my son on this very remote island in northern Michigan. And we were there uh, in the campsites had a communal uh, fire pit. So four campsites for one, one uh, fire pit. In dinner, at dinner one night, a gentleman was there talking about his work. And he had started a, con a consulting company called uh, Thrive Consulting for Conscious Capitalism. And he was just 
talking to my brother. I'm playing with my son, doing something goofy. And so the next day I handed him a card and I said, I'd love to learn more about what you've got going on here. Um, long story short, uh, we have a seven-year relationship with him and he walked us through an incredibly arduous process over two and a half years to come up with our purpose and our vision for the future. And since we settled on that, we there is no more malaise. We are launched. We are aggressive about what we're doing. And our purpose is, as a company, is to support you in building a life that you love. No matter who you are, if you have an engagement with me or my company or anybody that works with our company, our job is to support you in building a life that you love. And, and there's a whole bunch of detail inside of that, 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 that story. But, you know, we've been on a tear. Um, you know, the, the, you, you pulled the stats off of, uh, off of the grind website, which is now three years old or four years old, but, um, there, and there's no other updated stats out there. So I'm not blaming you. Uh, but the, you know, we're now at 350 units. Uh, we're, we're just growing like crazy and, and things are amazing. Well, great. I, I've seen some of that expansion personally, you know, driving across the country and, and seeing all that. And I'm like, oh, that's another cool brand. I, I need to try their coffee. Oh yeah. That's that much better. Wow. Um, so, uh, so anyway, yeah, that's great. And, and uh, the aspect of, of, pivoting from traditional growth, if you will, and being so hyper-focused on those things to the other actually feeds very well into the subject and theme of the energy of business podcast. And so specifically, you're talking about some energy that we bring to our business as a leader. And I think for our audience, they know that, you know, I talk often about energy being the emotions we feel around those thoughts we have about our business. And then we have some certain actions we take because of those thoughts and emotions. So, uh, Obviously, in business, we have our lows and our highs. Michael, what would be uh, a high for you in the past that that comes to mind in the business world for you? Well, um, it, it actually was last um, last August, and we have an annual meeting every year with all of our franchise owners. We bring everybody together. And um, there's a woman that came into our system. I think she was our third franchise owner. And she, you know, over 20 years built one extraordinary business. Uh, and she was a, just an amazing leader. Uh, I learned a ton from her. And, and she just went through a multi-generational event. And her daughters were both franchisees of ours independently of her. And then she sold all of her stores to her daughters. And so at our annual meeting, we did a, a, a lifetime tribute to her. Uh, for our first one, our first lifetime tribute award. And so we did like, it was like a 20 minute video. We brought all these people from our community. You know, we brought her, um, one of her teachers from when she was, you know, it was really, a, and I sat, I was just, I was in the audience. I was at a table uh, and I sat throughout this whole thing and I could not stop crying. I just could not stop crying. Right. And to me, it was just uh I couldn't imagine a better feeling, you know, like, like here, I knew I had a really important role and impact on what she was able to build and what she built was incredible. And, and so to, that was, I, I would say that's top five professional moments for me. And then that night we went to dinner and my business partner is working feverishly on a farm direct program 
where we're going building relationships with farms. We are, um, you know, it's a, it's a, we're building out an economic model that works for the farmer. Uh, we have, you know, we've got all this criteria and these are really dynamic relationships. Well, for the first time we brought a farmer from one of the farms we're buying from to our meeting. And then we had a dinner that night. And then I sat in that dinner and, and was so overwhelmed again with this emotion of how powerful what we're doing in the world is. I sat through that dinner and cried through the whole thing. <laughs> I called my wife that night. I'm like, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I think that the, the really powerful stuff for me is when I see and feel and learn about the powerful and positive impact we're having on other people. Yeah, that gives some depth to something that we do. So there's sort of that lasting benefit. And I hear in your voice as you talk about it, yeah, you cry, but it was, you know, tears of gratitude, tears of joy yeah. to see all that hard work play out in a way you would never would have imagined when you started or even were aware of as you grew. Again, you're looking at the balance sheet, you're watching revenue grow, you're watching sales grow, things like that. Yeah, she was one of those people that contributed to it. Oh, yeah. But it, along the way, she made her life so much better as part of that generating wealth for her family. Yeah. So, so yeah, that that's a really uh, inspiring story to have that kind of thing going on. Well, good. Well, obviously, when we have these highs, they can keep us going for a bit. And if we reflect on them often enough, you know, they can keep keep the momentum going. But conversely, we might sometimes have those down moments. In fact, they happen almost in every business. I don't know any business that doesn't have those those down moments. So how about for you guys? What, what came across for you that you can think of that was something that impacted you energetically in a low way? And, and then how did you deal with it? Well, I... Um drilling a little deeper down into that story about the consultant I met in the woods. So the first thing he did is he came in to our company. He did what is called a stakeholder survey. And so in conscious capitalism, there's six stakeholders. They're all treated equally. Uh, and, and so the stakeholders are the shareholder, the community, the, your vendors, uh, your customers, the environment, and your people. And so, so he went and he surveyed each one and gave us a, a report out on each one. And, you know, he came back to us and he said, Hey, you know, you guys are performing reasonably in five or six, but in, in, in the sixth, it's miserable. And the one that was miserable was our own employees. And, you know, I remember the day he sent it, he emailed it to me on a Thursday night. It was a Friday morning. I remember, you know, getting up, printing it out, sitting at my desk at home in the morning and reading it. And I, and it was the most difficult thing I've ever read in my, in my professional life. And it was, I could not believe I was running a company where people, cause he, he took direct quotes out of the survey and put them right into the report. And so I just sat there and read quote after quote, after quote of people talking about our, our, our culture and our organization in a way that yeah, I could never have imagined that I would have been that leader. And, and so to me, uh, no doubt that moment was, was absolutely the low point of my career. Um, but then that set us off on the quest of solving that and then making that truly our, our purpose. And, 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 and that what, what the, the sort of disgust I felt in reading that is what compelled us, me to go 
all in on our purpose and our culture. And so anytime I need motivation, anytime, you know, it's like, I think about that feeling I had when I was reading that report and that negative emotion, it's like, I don't ever want to feel that again. And so that's what drives me to keep going and keep going uh, and, and trying to, I mean, truly our vision is to improve workplace culture in America. That is, that is what we're up to. Uh, and so that, you know, that's what drives me. Yeah. I I love that. And as I'm hearing you talk, you know, I, the, the, the disgust you may have felt in that moment is reflective of somebody who actually cares about uh, their company or their employees. And so often we see people who go into business and they're, you know, out to make the buck. And so they're in that sort of mindset. They're also focused on the success they have personally and and they want to promote themselves in the process because that's their sense of satisfaction is that they feel good doing their job. But as one grows and sees that, hey, it's not just all about me, it's actually about the others that I bring along with me, those employees that I hired five years ago who are still along that actually hung out for this long, despite me being so self-focused. And for you, obviously, you were that kind of caring person that was already thinking about your employees. You just weren't as aware and as focused on it. So that disgust feeling makes a lot of sense. And then, of course, the motivation factor of being able to take take that and use that as a like, yeah, that's really, I didn't realize how important that was to me and I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. I would just add that, you know, since that moment, the business itself, from the perspective of traditional financial metrics, is performing like a rocket ship. And so they're, they're not one and the other. In fact, I was on a, um, I had an interview a couple of weeks back and the gentleman closed out with, so Mike, you really think you can do all this, this loving stuff and build a, cause our, our objective is to be a billion dollar brand by 2028. And, and I said, well, time out. I said, you got that exactly wrong. We're going to become a billion dollar brand because of the culture, the loving environment, the nurturing and supportive environment we've created for our people. That's what's going to fuel us and get us to the billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, great, great point. Because that's, as you said, that is the rocket fuel. And I can't tell you how many references I have gone and pulled from, whether it's Harvard Business Review, some of the major financial publications, some of the studies that have been done on on corporations that have done well. And it is all about that culture that you're speaking of. And when we talk about love, like a lot of people are like, oh, that's all touchy-feely. I'm like, no, no, that's BS. What we're talking about is actually empathy or qualities that actually represent caring about people in some way, whether it's compassion or empathy. And uh, and those are just a microcosm of, of some of those approaches one takes in that love-based culture. But it yeah. is tremendously powerful, and that's what inspires people to do things that are above and beyond. And you want your people who are just come in and are doing the dishwashing to all the way up at the top that are actually planning out the strategy for the next openings. Yeah. That kind of person is, is who you want throughout the culture. And uh, yeah. And I, I would add a couple of words to love. And, and to me, love is loyalty. It's commitment. Uh, it's supporting the other person and pursuing a life that they love. And so, so it, it falls 
to me, that word, the definition of love I use is leadership, period. And if you aren't with that, in my opinion, if you aren't with that, you're going to become a dinosaur. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then when you talk about unforeseen challenges, when, when a company really gets stressed uh, and the people have to step up, when, when, uh, when one has that as their bedrock, then they withstand those pressures much better than other companies and they actually survive. And, and uh, you can talk about, yeah, revenue growth and things are better that way, but also, hey, hey, if a war breaks out, if we go into recession, if food supplies get cut back, like if you think of the major impacts that one can have on a business that, that they don't have a lot of control over, um, being able to have that resiliency within a business from that love-based culture is actually one of the unseen <laughs> benefits that people have. We call it the moat around yeah. our business. Yeah. It's, impen it's impenetrable. Yep. Yep. Great. Great. I love that. <laughs> Literally. Um, so, so Michael, these are some great stories and I've enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about that, but obviously we have people in our lives who are a major influence. We can have mentors, we can have coaches, we can have parents, we can have, you know, siblings, we can have a whole bunch of different people who have an impact on us. But if you could meet with anybody deceased or living, and have a conversation with them or talk to them, who would that be and why? Um, there's no doubt it would be my grandfather on my mother's side. Uh, Bill Poppinger was his name. And, you know, I think that, I think I got so much of my um, mentality, um, my, my drive to take care of people, uh, to be a good person, um, plus, you know, he was competitive as hell, <laughs> you know, <clears throat> never lost a car game in his life, according to him, you know, that kind of thing. And, uh, and, and, um, I guess at the end of the day, it would be one just to hear more stories, to, to learn more about his background and, and, uh, you know, I didn't really know him as an adult. I mean, I, I, I sort of did. He had dementia in late stage of life. So, you know, I was pretty young when, when he was still with it. Um, he had a stroke and then ended up with dementia for the last 15 years of his life. So it was, you know, and just to be able to be an adult with him and, uh, and then I'd love to show him what we built, you know, I, I, I would love for him to see, because he did walk into our first store. I'll never forget this. He walked into our first store and he said, you're, you're going to build a company over selling cups of coffee, like cups of coffee. That's it. <laughs> Which seems so crazy now, but you know, that was probably 1996 uh, or 1997, you know? And, and, and so, yeah, it would be really fun to show them what we built and yeah, I mean, I have to meet my kids and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Good. Well, those are those personal kinds of connections with people who've passed on or are actually some of the most tangible ones that people can relate to. They understand that. So thanks for sharing that. Sure. Well, Michael, uh, tell us a little bit about what's coming up next for you. And then if people want to get a hold of you, how can they do so? Well, what's coming up next for me is, is I'm launching my, my next book. Uh, it comes out June 6th. 
I'm really fortunate to be launching it from the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, which I'm super excited for. You know, it's a, it's a cool little nugget. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm excited about the book because I'm excited about the content and I'm excited to engage the world in that conversation. Uh, it's a lot of what we've talked about today. So, so you know, we're, you're, you're foreshadowing what's, what's coming down the pipeline here for me. But, you know, um, the book, the second book, the first book is a book that I really try to capture the ethos of the startup phase uh, the entrepreneur, you know, uh, starting a company and getting it to positive cash flow, and then the the second book is from that moment, uh, the bootstrapping entrepreneurial phase, through to what I what I call um, sustainability at, for the business. And what that means is is the entrepreneur is irrelevant to the future success of the business. And so there's this curve, and you start as an entrepreneur, you're in every detail, you're you know chomping on the, the the bit every single day. Uh, and then you go through this phase where you have to become a leader. Well, an effective leader, so much of what made you successful as an entrepreneur gets in the way of you being an effective leader. And then once you're an effective leader, then the task becomes creating other leaders that can come in and start to run the organization. And then you slowly but surely drift into irrelevance where you've left a management team in place that's better at running the company than you are, which is a really hard pill for, for entrepreneurs to swallow. Uh, and, and then you become somewhat irrelevant or even fully irrelevant to the business. So that's the arc that the second book takes. Uh, and it's really, it's really lessons in leadership, frankly, is, is what the book is. Uh, and so I'm excited for that launch. I'm, I'm, I'm really engaged in, in, uh, getting out in the world and talking about the, the the lessons we've learned, the things that have been working for us and so on. And then there'll be a third book in the series, which isn't quite firm yet, but it's really going to address, okay, cool. You're, you're a super successful entrepreneur. Um, you have all the resources in the world. You've got a great team. You've got all the connections. You can call anybody and get a return phone call. Now what? How are you going to, how are you going to take that, that, uh, privileged position in, in the world and improve the human condition. And so that's going to be book three. I want that book to be a call to action. Uh, and so that's what I'm up to right now, uh, along with um, managing the business and, and being involved in, in the growth of Big B and so on, which I, which I love. Um, where people can find me, I mean, probably the, the best place is on LinkedIn, uh, I would say, uh, most efficient. You know, I've got the Instagram world and, you know, all of them. I got all of them. Uh, not that I'm that active in it. I've got, I've got a team that's <laughs> doing all that for me. But um, so, so I'm pretty active in social media. I got, a, you know, I have a pretty significant presence uh, and, you know, we can connect that way. Uh, it's probably the most efficient way. Awesome. Awesome. Well, when we can impart wisdom to others and sort of leave a legacy, if you will, uh, then we're doing good and uh, really appreciate you doing that. This is great having you on the show. Uh, lots of great advice for people, a lot of great wisdom and some really good stories there. So Mike, thanks for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. It's my absolute pleasure, Michael. Great. Thanks for listening to Energy of Business Moments with your host, Michael Seip. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.